Welcome back to another episode of Faith Basics. And today uh, we're going to be asking the question, who is Jesus? So I'm Joe. And I'm Andy. And welcome everyone. It's great to have you here with us. Talk about the subject, who is Jesus? So there's, there's probably to begin with, Joe, two things that I'd, uh, I'd sort of think about first. The first sort of idea is, in terms of who is Jesus, did, did Jesus exist? You know, were, who was he right. as a person? And then, is there any question? <laughs> well, that's that's what we'll just uh, consider. And then, secondly, you know, who is he? As in, who is he to you? you know, does he then mean something to you? Sure. Okay. Because Good. obviously, very easily you can say, "Oh, yes, he exists." But does you know, is what he said and what he does does it impact my life? Is it meaningful? So the so what question? Yeah, the so what? Yeah, yeah. So like you've said, it's um, you know, virtually all the scholars say that yes, Jesus did exist, and it's not. Um, that he was here, you know, on Earth, human, and it's not—it's um, not really debated too much that he didn't, as you sort of said. Mm. There's, I mean, obviously there's the Bible evidence, but also there's many letters amongst Christians that talk about Jesus in the sort of early first and second century. And then there's non-Bible writers. You probably heard of Josephus, of course, that uh, that writes about Jesus. A historian who wrote yes. about a lot of things, mm. not, not just not just uh, Jesus. Yeah. Yep. Um, there's Tacticus, who was another Roman historian who um, who spoke about um, his execution at the hands of Pilate. So, that's spoken about in there. There's there's Jewish rabbi writings, which obviously don't paint him in a good light. They denounce <laughs> him as a uh, yeah. as a as not from God, but um, this historical figure there. And there's also a few pagan writings. So there's pretty obviously a lot of evidence that Jesus existed, that he was there, he was a person right. physically. So quite existed. a broad range of evidence. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, like you've said, I think, you know, scholars are, are sort of laughed at if they say, oh, no, he didn't exist. I don't think you can uh, you can say that about Jesus. So then the question is, who was Jesus? So, Joe, we'll, we'll hand over to you. How would you describe Jesus? Give me a sentence or two. Well, you just said, I think you said, who was Jesus? And, and I think the question <laughs> is, who is Jesus? But I think, we, we, well, I'll, I'll genuinely ask you, who was Jesus? Uh, so, obviously, Jesus was uh, a person in history um, who... Um, who did a lot of good things, um, and essentially was killed for it. Yeah. Um, and so, so in a sense, misunderstood perhaps by many people. Um, didn't who didn't see Jesus' uh, true purpose. Yeah. So, and that I think that's where we jump to who is Jesus because yes. you know Jesus. The purpose of Jesus is not something that just happened and stopped. Yeah. You know, so, uh, you know, continues I think on today. continues yep. on. I think of Jesus as existing right now. Uh, I think of Jesus as having as. Uh, somebody you can have a relationship with. I yeah. have a relationship with Jesus. Um, I think about Jesus very regularly, um, and uh, yeah. So it's a bit, it's it's a big difference from just sort of having a, a knowledge of of, of a person yeah. in history. So it's actually really who he was. Current. Yes. Yes. And who is he to is, you? Is, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And perhaps look, taking it back really simply in terms of thinking about Jesus and uh, and who he is. Perhaps the two. Sort of key phrases, I think that the, particularly the New Testament talks about in regards to Jesus are these two things about Son of God and Son of Man, and the idea that you know Jesus was the Son of God and he was human. He was the Son of Man. He yes. was like us. Yeah. He was he was human like us, and perhaps I mean the the early sort of uh, um, even teachings in from Luke chapter one where the angel appears to Mary and talks about Jesus it might be good just to. Just to read that out for you in Luke 1 from verse 30, it says, The angel said to her, Don't be afraid, Mary, you've found favour with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, 
you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. So this idea that you know, Jesus would be born. Mm. So, would, would, so a human, chi- human, a human baby. child. Yeah, yeah, human would bear a son, <laughs> that Mary would bear this son, would start off as a baby yeah, yeah. And, and grow. But who's, um, like who's the do. father? And who's the father? <laughs> <laughs> now we talked about who is God um, in a previous episode. Right? Mm, yeah. Um, but this this uh, message that Jesus that Mary has received yeah. um, is probably a bit of a surprise. Yes, uh, <laughs> would have been a big surprise to her. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and well, the idea is it says we grow, we call the Son of the Most High. Right. And uh, and it, I guess it talks a little bit there about him having the throne of his father David. So this idea that that he's born to be a king or born to to rule. So um, Mary was actually a, a, a literal descendant of David, King yes. David. Mm, yeah. um, so, so that's the maybe another way of thinking about the mm. father aspect. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but there's a lot more to it, obviously. Yeah, yes. So that's the thing. It says he'll be the son of the Most High, and then the next verse says he'll be given him the throne of his father David. Yeah. Um, so an inher- an inheritance. Yes, of, an inheritance. Of, a, of a kingdom. Mm. The kingdom, and like you sort of said, verse thirty-four. Mary said to the angel, "How will this be, since I'm a virgin?" Verse thirty-five. The angel answered her, "The Holy Spirit will come upon you." The power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And so this idea that the Holy Spirit, God's power, would yeah. come on, come yeah. on to Mary, yeah. and she'd uh, yeah, give birth to this, uh, this child. So this is, a, I guess, an unheard of sort of mm. um, event, yeah. outcome. It, it's, it's unique. Yes. Um, and, and really defines who Jesus is and Jesus' purpose. Yeah. Just that fact. Mm. Son of the Most High, um, inheriting a kingdom. Just it's it's kind of it's just uh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Straight away, this was someone someone special, someone different uh, yeah. that was born. Yeah, and like you uh, you said in that uh, that beautiful little summary you gave early on that you know he lived. Um, we're told that Jesus grew in wisdom and in knowledge. Mm-hmm. So there was this idea that Jesus developed and and, and grew and sort of. Um, like all of us, yeah, had to learn things and uh, and grow closer to, to his heavenly Father, and uh, and also with people. And like you said, he you know, taught, healed, um, and you know it's it's hard for anyone to deny that how great teaching Jesus gave mm. in terms of. So I just want to think about that for a second. So Jesus had to learn, mm. right? So we read about him going to the synagogue and listening to uh, Jewish leaders. Um, learning about the Old Testament um, mm. and 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 everything that's said. It what I got a question? Why wasn't that sort of built in? You know, so like <laughs> Son of God here. So why 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 did you just have to actually learn that? You know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is this hum- humanity mm. in him? Is that the, the yeah? The well, that's human the, element. It's a thing. You're like us. You know, he's human like us. So he had to he had to grow and develop. I mean, perhaps the answers in Hebrews and there's probably a few verses and we'll. I have to put these in the uh, in some of the show notes if you want to look up some verses about this. But um, perhaps one one great one from Hebrews chapter four says says since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God. We haven't sort of even mentioned that maybe Jesus has, has died and risen, but um, we get to that. Let's let us hold fast our confession, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathise with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. 
Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So Jesus has this sort of, if you like, level of empathy, like understands our um, our nature. Yeah. Well, I think it's, um, I mean, he, he was like us in that he had these weaknesses and he was tempted even like us, which might be a, a strange thing to think about Jesus being tempted. But of course he was. And we have the, the scripture of his temptation in the wilderness, for instance. And no doubt that that temptation sort of continued in other times. So I think that's a great a great comfort, really. You know, in times mm. of times of struggle, uh, to think that you know Jesus, um, quite apart from giving us hope, mm. actually has that experience. Yeah, uh, to understand. <clears throat> exactly right. Well, I think that verse says it. It says, "Let's draw near with confidence to the throne of grace." So the idea that you know, if we look at just God and God Himself, we we get quite. Yeah, you know, our natural response is to be scared. You know, he's he's greater than us. He doesn't, you know, to us we think, oh, he doesn't understand us. You know, he doesn't know what we've been through. Mm-hmm. Now, God knows. He understands us. That's it's but it's our fear. Yeah, it's yeah. our worry. Yeah. And and now, you know, we think, oh, can he really sort of get us? You know, we're different to him. So there is this huge gap between us and God. Mm. So yeah. it's a it's a mammoth separation. Yeah. But with Jesus, thinking about Jesus, Jesus really fills in that gap. Mm, yeah. um, God with us, uh, Emmanuel, yeah, uh, one yeah. of the names of Jesus, of course. Um, yeah, so he uh, sent for us to, for to us. assist us. For us, yeah. So that, yeah, so that we go, okay, you know, God sent his son so that we're not, you know, we can come near with confidence now. We yeah. can go, hang on, you know, God loves us. He sent his son, and this son, you know, really understands what it's like to be us, as God does as well, but... It helps us to gain confidence to go. Yeah, Jesus has been through this. Yeah, you know, we we don't have to be afraid, I guess, mm. of uh, of God like we we sort of would be. That's awesome. Mm, makes sense. So yeah, so I mean, as we said, we we thought about the teaching, and the healing, and this growth that he had, like us, and that he was uh, he was crucified, um, or he died and was crucified, uh, and then three days later rose back to life. And as we said, as that verse said in Hebrews, he's now passed through the heavens. Um, he's uh, he's at the right hand of God in this sort of, I guess, spiritual realm. So, yeah. So, so where is Jesus now? Is, it, is probably another question. So, <laughs> you know, I talk about having a, a relationship with with him, um, and that's that's in a you know, sort of daily thought processes and thinking and and, mm. and occasional prayer to yeah. Jesus. Um, I say that because I mostly pray to God through Jesus, but but yeah, definitely pray to Jesus as well. Um, and so even you know, so we might imagine heaven as being so far away um, that doesn't, I think, create a physical you know, like a, a real barrier because mm. um, Jesus can is is ever present. Yes, in yeah. that in that sense. Well, well, to me, what it's sort of saying is that obviously Jesus at at one point was on earth physical sense like we like we are and in that sense he could only be there in his conscience and talking to people he couldn't communicate with someone over the other side of the world at that point you know because he's there physically on earth whereas once he sort of moved in that heavenly realm yeah. with god it's as if you know like you say he's then ever present he's everywhere yeah. and so he can yeah. you know work with and communicate with with others like god can yes um so he's not restricted by our physical sort of physical realm. Right. He's right. in this spiritual realm. So, so this idea that Jesus is sitting at the right hand of God, that sitting doesn't sound like it's a particularly static position. Like it, it's, a, it's a spiritual sense that Jesus is sitting at the right hand of God as opposed to a literal sense 
and and I, I don't know I don't know what the answer to, the, to mm. this is yeah uh, but yeah I, I just I guess I want to make the point that Jesus is not doing nothing yes just yeah. sitting there mm. <laughs> yeah yeah no definitely I mean maybe these verses just in Hebrews 5 just to uh sort of emphasize a little bit more what we've already said Joe it says in the days of his flesh so when he was here on earth Jesus offered up prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death and he was heard because of his reverence so he was Jesus crying out to God um, with prayers and supplications so he's like us you know yeah, in, his, yeah. in the days of his flesh where he was here on earth like a, it's like a needy thing isn't it that, mm. we, that we have that yeah. we, we ask for this we ask for that yeah and we yeah. have this you have this need, yeah, and 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 from that it sounds that at that time Jesus had a need, yeah, yeah. Verse eight goes on. Although he was a son, he learned obedience through what he suffered, and being made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation to all who obey him, being designated by God a high priest after the order of Melchizedek. So this idea that Jesus has been made perfect, and he's there, as we said, God God's right hand. He's now become the source of eternal salvation to all who obey him. So being made perfect, that, that, that's an interesting point because if, if, if Jesus needed to be, didn't need to be made perfect, he must have been perfect already. Mm. And, and, and how could he have been tempted if he was perfect? Yeah, yeah. So it's definitely a thing that Jesus had to experience and go through and overcome yes. something in order and, and follow and be obedient and, mm. and, and, and um, dependent on his Father yeah. in order to reach that level yeah. or, or to be then given that perfection. Mm. Yeah, well, it's interesting because we would say, I mean, the verse before said he didn't sin. So we'd say, oh, he's perfect. Right, right. <laughs> which, which is true in a sense. But like you say, this is a, an even greater perfection where you're not tempted to sin. Yes. Um, immune to temptation and immune, immune to, to sin are not, yeah. are not really the same, are they? No, exactly. Yeah. yeah. yeah we, it's a different yeah. thing. Yeah. So you lose that, that part of you, I guess, that, that wants to that wants to serve self yeah. um, is, I guess, what Jesus has removed. So the fact that he died on the cross was an ultimate example of... of not seeking self. I mean, mm. that was a totally well sacrificial, yes, <laughs> it was yeah. by definition, mm. uh, act yeah. Um, yeah. of selflessness. Yeah, yeah. We're told he gave his life uh, for us to bring, yeah, to bring many, many others to glory. So, and of course, as we, as you said, read there became that source of eternal salvation, and and part of then um, who I try and do is, or what I try and do is then then follow follow his example in in my life. Um, if that's what the the sort of best a human can become and can be, then that's so, who I want to be. So there's this idea of being Jesus mm. to other people. Uh, yeah. Is that what you're, yeah. you're talking yeah. about there? Mm. Yeah. yeah. And and interestingly, that I guess the Bible talks about Christ being in you, and that part of of your life, if you decide to follow Him, is to then then show others Jesus' love as well. Yeah. And that's how that. Um, I guess Jesus becomes much more effective now, you know, being in the heavenly realm than he ever was on earth, because there are so many of his followers who are then trying to, trying to show that same sort of characteristic. Yeah, you know, to spread that. Him living inside of you. Love. Yeah, yeah, and spread that, spread that around. So that's something we're trying to do with these podcasts, isn't it? It's, mm. it's not not just about knowing or informing or yeah, yeah. sharing. It's actually it's actually sharing the love. I mean, that's, yeah. that's yeah, in a in a way explaining it, but. Um, in another way, simply spreading it, mm. um, and I think that's what we we're at least trying to do. Yeah, I'm trying to do with that. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, so I guess I guess maybe in terms of to wrap wrap it up a little bit in terms of the the who is Jesus the the idea that um, you know he's there at the moment but that he will return to the earth. So the Bible talks about Jesus sort of returning to the earth, raising the dead, judging. Um, and granting immortality, and of course those <laughs> a few things just roll off the tongue, but yeah. uh, but it involves so much. Um, and perhaps perhaps there's another podcast we can talk about that. Where in the faith basics, as we talk about you know what's going to happen. I think so. Yeah, the Jesus return returns. of Christ mm. is something that's that's uh, predicted. It's written about a lot yes. in the Bible. Mm. Um, yeah, when's it going to happen? Yeah. Uh, how will we know? Yes, uh, all of those things. What does that mean? What's the impact? Mm. Um, and and more importantly, what does that do for us now like how do we how does that affect us now yeah. that, that that hope that we have mm. uh, is certainly worthy of a yeah. separate discussion definitely so we'll look at that and of course the idea then that Jesus rules as the as the king of the world and um, you know does what he was as we read there in Luke 1 that he was born to do to be uh, to be uh, a ruler of this world because he certainly hasn't done that in the in the physical sense yeah. as yet um, though obviously hopefully rules in uh, in many people's Hearts at the moment. So ruling in hearts and ruling in a in a very obvious way to the whole world are obviously very different mm. things. Yeah. Um, so you know, do we think of Jesus as a king now, <laughs> and and a king in the future? Yeah. A, a different, a, a different uh, kind of role, but one's one's very obvious and one's perhaps not so. Yeah. Um, in 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 general public view, mm. it's not very obvious, is it? Yeah, Jesus no. Jesus as king. But I think in the in the in the hearts of of Christians, uh, yes, yeah. Jesus has to be king. Yes. Uh, otherwise, you know, we we're sort of lost in. Mm. Yeah, we're just um, just sitting here waiting for something to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No, definitely. So, yeah. So ultimately, I guess uh, yeah, after his King Jesus will give that um, give that power uh, to God, which was the power to begin with, but. Um, what I what I certainly maybe to to finish up. I mean, maybe I'll just read a couple of verses um, from First Peter, which I thought think is interesting. First Peter chapter two, in terms of that idea of, of following Jesus, it says, "For to this you've been called, because Christ suffered for you. So you know he he gave up his life for you, leaving you an example, so that you might follow in his steps. He committed no sin, neither was deceit found in his mouth. Yes, he was a man who committed no sin." Mm. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten. The idea that Jesus, even on the cross, was saying, "Father, forgive them," and they know not what they do. You know, he didn't didn't get um, get angry at them and and sort of lash out at them when when certainly he was in his rights to do to do so in this unjust um, uh, murder. So there's there's several examples there of, of how we should live our lives. Mm, yeah. Uh, how how we should respond to things that happen around us yeah, and, and what us. our attitude should be. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I always think, Joe, that you know, one thing with Jesus is that uh he certainly stood up for God and he certainly stood up for others who were being oppressed or in situations where where they were they were suffering. He certainly stood up for them. But really when it came to himself he, he allowed that to happen yeah. to him. You know, he selfless. Selfless, yeah. A servant. I think that's the key he for us. He describes himself as a servant. Yeah. The servant. And I think for us, that's that's a great way to live in terms of our lives. To you know, to to stand up for God, stand up for what's right, stand up for what's true, and then to stand up for others, those who are yeah. being who are being oppressed, who are being abused, who are who are suffering. Um, certainly, you know, go out of our way for for that. But you know, don't worry so much about yourself; that'll be taken care of. Um, 
you know, don't uh, don't be too worried about uh, about what's happening to you. And uh, as I said, just to continue that, you know, when, when he suffered, he did not threaten, but continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. So he gave his life to God, trusted his life to God. So the total trust for God and God's purpose is mm. something that, that carried Jesus through. And, yeah. and, and it gives us it gives us something to hang on to as well, yeah. doesn't it, in, in times of need. Yep, for us to carry through. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness by his wounds. You've been healed, for you were straying like sheep, but now return to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. This idea that Jesus you know, died for us to really, like you said before, to bring us to God, you know, to, 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 I guess, um, you know, in some way repair that, that relationship um, with God and to, um, to help us to, to sort of be more at one with God, which is the ultimate goal of Jesus. And that's really the message of the gospel, isn't it? Mm, yeah. Uh, that's it, uh, kind of in a nutshell. And um, well, thanks for thanks for sharing those thoughts, Andy. Any others? Any no last problems. thoughts for we uh, close up? <laughs> yeah, no. Well, look, I guess you know. Again, like like we talked about with God, you know, the motivation of Jesus was was with love. And perhaps one maybe final thought that I always like to think of it, Joe. That imagine if your neighbours, your work colleagues, your friends, family, everyone was like Jesus you know, what a what an amazing world that would be it would and uh, and ultimately that's the sort of world that I want to see it's something we can look forward to mm, yeah yeah and something we can aim to, to do in our lives as well today yeah we mm. can we can prepare for that mm. uh, by by actually applying that yeah. those ideas those those actions those ideals those uh, teachings ideals, those messages yeah yeah, yeah today yeah. alright thanks Andy um, and uh, yeah Hopefully uh, we'll be back uh, with another episode of Faith Basics in the not-too-distant future. Have a great day. Thanks.